welcome to the Aging Millennials Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to episode, what, five, six now? I think we're on six now, yeah. Episode, episode six, six of the Aging Millennials podcast. Uh, we are honored today to have with us one of my oldest friends in the world. I can't say enough about this guy. Um, you you may know him, you may not, but you're about to find out a little more about him. Uh, this is uh, Trevor Muir. Hey, guys. First time Trevor, caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the program, Trevor. Oh, so, Wow. Uh, I, 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 what a thrill. What a thrill. It's so fun. Like, uh, it's like getting to hang out with you guys once a week, except I don't have to talk. I just, I'm just here. Yeah, that's, that's the idea, you know, that's like your, we your, your friendly neighborhood living room. Uh, so, uh, we have to ask you, how does it feel to be an aging millennial these days? I'll tell you what, guys, I played some round the world this evening and I've got basketball. Some, yeah. Some basketball where you, you have to shoot okay. in different points around the hoop. And I've got some tendonitis in my elbow, Ooh. also known as mm. tennis elbow. And uh, <laughs> get a little get a little Ben Gay on there, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I, I need a little bit of Ben Gay, and I need to ice it and rest it for three days. Uh, uh, Reebok, Nike, or Under Armour? Uh, Russell Brand, the Walmart. Ah, okay. Yeah. You know, Not, Walmart clothes are wildly underrated. Really? They, for, as far as sweatpants, uh, workout shorts, shirts. I'm a Target guy. Um, American, go, flag, American flag. American flag. Um, American flag shirts, tank tops. Tank tops. <laughs> I bought a Grateful Dead shirt at Walmart once. Oh. Yeah, you can get your occasional Dunder Mifflin shirt. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So I have to ask you, like, Trevor. Can, can you... I just pause you real quick? I was just at Walmart yesterday getting something, and they had a Pink Floyd shirt. And I had a thought. Ooh. I was like, that's where you buy Pink Floyd shirts. Like... Nice. I, I didn't know well, where you, you buy, can't buy them at the concert. Like, you know, if, if there's a band where you can buy the shirt at the concert, but you buy it at a, at a store, lame. But yeah, I was going to say, is there anything less rock and roll than buying a but rock and roll t-shirt at Walmart? You can't go to the concert anymore unless you buy like a vintage used one on, yeah. off of eBay. Yeah, but John, do you remember? want to represent. John, do you remember when we bought Dave Matthews Band tie-dye shirts um, in, the, in the traffic jam on the way into the concert? Like there were people I selling do, them. Have, this will probably tell you a lot about Dave Matthews Band concert. I have no recollection of that <laughs> whatsoever. That's a way to get the T-shirt though on the way in. Oh yeah, no, that's well, I was some, gonna some say, that's that acceptable. No, that's as that counts as much as anything can count. That's a legit way of getting. T- a shirt. No, I tell you what, the key is to wait after the concert, and there's a dude walking around selling the knockoff T-shirt concert, like the concert T-shirt for like. 10 bucks. The way to go is halfway through the absolute fire second set, you have to leave the stage and go wait in line for half an hour yeah. and pay $35 for right. a, I, a yeah. t-shirt. I guess there's I guess there's no wrong way to get a concert Part t-shirt. Part of being I'm, an aging millennial is complaining about <laughs> how hard it is to buy merch. And you know what else part of being an aging millennial is? Is like living in some regret. You know what I mean? Oh, me- much, much <laughs> regret. Heavy, heavy. Like a lot of it. Like, you know what's crazy? Crushing is, regret. Here I am at 33 years old, 33, and mm. I never went to Bonnaroo. And I know Bonnaroo's turned into a whole new thing than it used to be. But like, I never went to it. And I, and I well, say this all the had, time. Like, why not? What the hell else did I have Nolan to do? We on the program. I mean, that guy practically lives at Bonnaroo. <laughs> you know, this guy goes, well, he goes oh, yeah, every yeah, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Ryan Nolan on the last podcast. Yeah, I loved he, it. He, great, great he, episode. He, he, he told us he literally went, what was it, to like eight music eight festivals, festivals in, in one single year. Yeah, that's wild. But that's as you can relate, uh, when you have children, 
Bonnaroo is not a viable option. No, it's not. It's not going to happen. You you can't do it. I mean, you can, but you can't. <laughs> I don't see how you could unless you left your kids. My guess, my guess is on day three, you'd start to feel really guilty. Like you'd have to go see. Well, not kid. only are you going to feel guilty about the kids possibly not having a good time, but you're also potentially ha- ruining the time of all the people that are around you. Yeah. Your kids are waking up early in the morning, crying. You're going, I wonder if sure. they're okay. Can right. I call them? Can I call them? A yeah. festival is not a place for a, a toddler. No. And, it, and it sounds like it might be fun, but it's what I like to call type three fun. So like type one fun is it's fun at the time and it's fun to recollect. Type two fun sucks at the time, but it's a really fun story to remember. And then type three fun just sucks. Like it's actually not fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's basically bringing like kids anywhere. Like it's just everyone anywhere. pretending to be fun so that we can all cumulatively think that we had a good time, but we're really not. Yeah, and <laughs> we all know it too. You go to bed at night and you're like, that That sucked. That like, wasn't a good idea. Like type three for me is like a baseball game pretty much, you know? Oh, I That's not... not- <laughs> No, not a, not Wait, a valid. Oh, Matt, do you not, Matt, do you not like beer? Is that your thing? No. Do you, is it hot no, dogs? No, no, no. Is it hot dogs? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Is it I, can find some, I, I could find some. <laughs> I could find some so enjoyment. So, what, what would you say is your sport? Football? Uh, pro, you, football games are great because of the tailgating. Mm-hmm. They're if, if and you're really into the if you're really into the team who's going to win that anticipation and football games are really great. Um, and then we also, uh, yeah, so. I love when a point is made like when the universe is like let me chime in here (laughs) oh yeah let's go to Bonnaroo that's that's gonna be a great time that's gonna be wonderful yeah let's take this I'm gonna shoulder my way to the front to see uh little feet yeah there's there's always that one there's always those parents like strolling around a kid at a festival I took my kid to a reggae festival Mm. and Left immediately. Contact oh my high. Dude, I had a, a hotel room for Daddy, two nights. Daddy, I'm hungry. Didn't, didn't stay a single night. Really? Like it was you a, just gave up on it? It was a hellscape. It, it, it was a it was a dusty marijuana. Well, dude, filled. it's a reggae festival. It's. Oh uh, no, I should have known. It's on me. 100%. It's literally one big cloud of pot smoke. I, I was listening literally. to serious radio. John, do I hear a little I, kid screaming back yeah, there? Yeah, I think we're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to do something. Here about we go. This. Another right. another is whiskey the, shot. This, right, this break is brought to you by Bonnaroo. Yes, this break is by Bonnaroo and not bringing Bonnaroo. your children to it. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> this is the second episode. My kids are six and four. Tell them it gets better, oh, that Trevor. Must be lovely. Tell them it gets better. It, it really gets better. But but I will also I can, I'm gonna add your a, I'm gonna add a, it is, you're clearly lying. I'm gonna add a caveat. It gets better. That doesn't mean it gets easy. You know what it I mean? It gets more rewarding and enriching. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you get to see who they become, but like it's it's I'm just like I'm constantly tired. You know? Oh I'm not, I don't remember the time I, last time I was not tired. Yeah, I, I I don't know what it feels like to be like totally refreshed. Even like on getaways, like when my in-laws watch the kids, like I still wake up at seven because I always wake up at seven now. You know I what I mean? There's like no... I'm looking at you, Trevor, and I feel like there's something about a colder climate that energizes a person. Hmm. Like Matt and I are here in Florida and where it's like, I don't know, you sure you remember, but it's like ridiculous. Like it's like the swamp. Like you go outside and you're just like, oh, God, it's so hot. And like I feel like you're in Michigan and it's like nippy and you're like ready to go and it's like you got Well, it's all the this... summer there too, John. 
Yeah, but it's not like this. It's not like wet and well, hot and well, muddy so like it is here. We two days ago it was ninety five and like like eighty five percent dew point. So it was it was the hottest day that I've I've had in eleven years of living here. And everybody mm. here was just miserable. And I'm like, folks, this is a Wednesday in March in Florida. Like, yeah. Like yeah, like th- this is a you've normal been time. In Michigan for eleven years. Eleven years. Wow, That's a long you're like time. a Mich- you're a Michigander a by well, now. Whoa, whoa! Let's set. Let's let's, let's set back up here. Be a point of contention. I've, I've still got <laughs> calluses on my feet. I've still got a Eastern Diamondback rattlesnake skin hanging in my basement. A no, basement. It's okay. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a snakeskin in his he's, basement. He's it's still okay. like, he's from Florida. He's still like swamp cabbage. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, who doesn't like swamp cabbage? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I remember having swamp ass, which is <laughs> what is better about Michigan than than Florida, and what's better about Florida than Michigan? Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question. Um, what's better about Florida is the ocean. Like, I, I truly like it. Beckons me still. Like, I well, you really, all have your lakes. You can't avoid. Yeah, that, yeah. And, and the lakes are sweet. Like Lake Michigan, we were there this weekend, and. It's like 80-something miles across, so it looks completely like an ocean, and it had waves, and I surfed on it, and there's no salt, and it's great, but there's, like, no sense of danger when you get in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, the problem with the lake is, like, okay, Brittany, my wife Brittany, uh, grew up in Connecticut, and they had this lake in Connecticut by where she lived called Lake Zor. That's, and, not, that's um, not a real lake name. <laughs> that's not a real it's a lake. lake. It's you a, you made lake. it up. Lake Zor. Lake Zor. It's not, look it up. Britney, so it's Lake we can't, Zor. We, we, we ran out of names, so let's just throw a dart at all these villain names. And see it, does, it sounds like a villainous lake, and appropriately so, because <laughs> here's, here's the story of, of Lake Zor. Um, a guy <laughs> threw his old lady into a wood chipper. Ooh. Like Fargo uh, style? Yeah, Fargo, Fargo style, I was just thinking and that. And spewed the lady out into the lake. Ooh. Mm. And I think later on they found a finger, something that was how they busted him for it. But... My point is, it's a lake. Can I? Can we make sure to go back to something, or do, would it be better let's, for no, me to interject? I can. I can revisit. Yeah, lake that's Zor. rather. That's rather dark. That's no, no, no. Brush but over. My, my point is, I, the no, body I, isn't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I know that. That's true. But like, how do you find like a shredded body? You know what I mean? Like, like fish well, dot a piece of a finger. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. You, yeah, you but start like, with a piece that that it comes up like a kid is stumbling along well, the coastline. A, a finger is enough. Like that's the body. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. then you know there's a. Body. I'm just kind of saying, like, you know, like I was in the lake in the big Michigan lake, and somebody and I was peeing, and somebody's like, "Ooh, you're peeing in this." I'm like, "Do you have any idea how many deer how pee did in this?" How someone know that you? Were how many deer? It was somebody I was with, and I was like, "Oh, you, there's a warm spot coming your way," <laughs> and and I was like, "But like, you have any deer pee in this lake?" That have way bigger bladders, and it's the same composition. Like, how many fish? How many like you know, sturgeon? I how many fish? I think that's a point. That, we're we're like, animals. I think that's a well, point yes. that people would be split down the middle on. Some people uh, can't stand the feeling. Some people are absolutely think it's the most amazing feeling in the world. The feeling of of being in the water and just peeing. Oh, it's great. Like, I mean, who's okay, against like, that? You think it's great? I think I, it's great. Bet, John, do you think it's great? I think it's fantastic. Yeah, but we're all we're this, all in This unison. might be a gender thing. Yeah, because I think if you ask most women, they would say, "Ew, no, I ha- I hate it. I don't like." The mm, I know I quite a few women who like relish it. I bet you they. I bet you they would. They would lie. <laughs> they would I don't, lie. I've you. never. I've never met a woman who would be like. All right, oh, aging man. millennials poll: How many women like to pee yeah, in please. bodies of water? How, how many women would say that peeing in in water feels good? Yeah, I got an idea. If you think it's good, then you should leave a positive review of the podcast. There you go. What a way to generate. 
I mean, we do need to grow our female listener base. If you don't think it feels good, please report us to the FCC immediately. <laughs> all, right. all right. So now that all the women have tuned out, let's uh, continue the conversation. <laughs> we do have to watch the poop talk on this podcast. Yeah, no, no. We went a little too deep into the poop talk. Oh, and the Chinese poop. poop. I listened to that. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah. No, and China's going to come up again. That's going to be But, a, I, but a, I found a, that really fascinating, though. Huh? Like, cause man, I remember when, I remember when you went to China yeah. and John, we were still pretty tight. And so we were, ch- I mean, you'd tell me, you'd give me updates of what you were hearing. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's crazy. Sparks is in China. And mm. then like, I'm listening to the podcast. I'm like, they poop in alleys. Like I didn't know that. <laughs> children, children, little tiny children poop in alleys. That happens. Oh, oh, then, oh you're, yeah. Oh, the bathrooms. Yeah. 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 And here we are again with the poop. <laughs> <laughs> It always comes back around to pooping in an alley. Yeah. You should see the school bathrooms there, Trevor. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Really? Worse than like Charlotte High, like weightlifting room? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty rough. So So Trevor, (laughs) you got got a book published, right? Yeah, I've got two books. two books published. Two books. What? How? What was the process of that? Did you Did you have your manuscript and send it to a hundred agents and get rejected a hundred times, or did you know somebody, or how did you actually break through that uh, barrier? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, not implying that any of your other questions weren't good. Um, Some of them, I will freely admit, are are substandard. Feel free to shoot down his question. No, uh, I I met a guy at a conference that I was speaking at, so I got into speaking. Um, like I, I gave a Ted talk back in 2014 and that, I mean, it was just this random thing that I got to go do down in Texas. And then that kind of gave me some more opportunities to go speak in other places. And I was speaking somewhere and somebody just came up afterwards and just started talking to me about some ideas I had and said, Hey, you could make this a book. And I've actually got a small little publishing house out in Oregon and, uh, like we'd love to publish you. Um, if, if. So, so anyway, did that and then that got me in the door and then my next book was with a major publisher. Um, but I had the first book and was able to show that it sold and it had an audience and things. Oh. And so, yeah, it, I don't think there's any right way to do it anymore. Like I think in the well, old what's days, the, what's the deal with the Ted with the, well, see, this is a problem that I have because it's very, very hard to get in the door. Yeah. But I've also heard that if you self publish, you have blacklisted yourself. I don't like, know. Yeah. Like agents and publishing houses won't look at your manuscript if you've self-published. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know what? I think some of those rules used to apply, but like things are just different now. Yeah, you know, back in the day, you needed an agent to get you with a publicist so your name could actually be known anywhere. Now I can just have a Facebook page and put out content that potentially could go viral. It might not, but if you put enough good of it point. out and it's good, then all of a sudden you have your own audience and then you don't need a publicist or you don't need yeah, but, like a company but it's it's two different worlds though too what he's talking about with fiction and non-fiction books too that's I true think, you know it's two two yeah. orbs i mean you need to i think the bottom line is whatever you do in this day and age you need to create an organic following before anyone will pay attention to you yeah. on social media yes mm. yep and there's different ways to do that like you know i, I have a friend who wrote an article for the New York Times, just like, hey, I'm submitting this. It's an editorial opinion piece. And they published it because they loved her idea. And it was like this huge hit. And she got offered a publishing contract. And then that was on the New York Times bestseller. And now she charges so like that, 40. You just come up with the, the most radically liberal idea you can possibly think of and <laughs> that send is it to the New York Times. Literally correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. So what now? What's uh, now? Everyone knows what a TED talk is, but what 
is i mean how many ted talks do they have a year do they have a bunch of them in a bunch of different places is there only one you know organization in one particular place that puts them on it's expanded i think right trevor i mean it's it's definitely a wide scope of things they talk about and yeah, it's there's basically a lot, there's a ton of TED talks now. Yeah, it's basically just like an avenue for people with with ideas to be able to share them on, like on a platform. And so, you know, for mine, it was uh, it was TEDx San Antonio, and so TEDx is like um, there's so TED it was part of South by Southwest. Kind, of it, it's not, but it's kind of like that. Like, and so you get a group of people that want to organize it, and then they get the license from TED, and then they go and put on their own, and oh. thousand people buy tickets to it, and then they go and find speakers for it, and so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was a while ago now. It was like six years ago, but um, it definitely is like a good place to, if you want to get into what I'm doing now. Yeah, it's no, Trevor, it's super, su- super cool, man. I mean, got to say it. I mean, obviously education is an issue near and dear to my heart, yeah. obviously as a uh, shout out from, uh, from Mrs. Bandy. Mrs. Obviously Bandy. Very- very proud of your uh, accomplishments. Your mother is a truly wonderful woman. <laughs> she is thank the best. You, and Matt, can much. I just tell you, like, so okay. like I posted something yesterday on my Facebook page where I've got the teacher following and I posted like this nice graphic, a quote or whatever. And your mom put the most lovely like comment in the world. It was about she like, truly is a this is what I'm praying for. God bless you teachers. And it's getting all these likes and hits. And I'm like, Oh, look at her. Like <laughs> encouraging teachers around the world. By she's all about encouragement. I mean, she's a, a lifelong educator. I mean, she's been in the trenches and she's uh you know, in various different capacities. Obviously, she she taught it in a lot of different schools. Um, so she's she, she'll she wants to be on the Aging Millennial podcast at some point. Oh, so yeah, she'll she'll join one. us at some point. So I'm sure. Uh, well, after this podcast, she'll have a lot to say. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, you, you definitely it's cool to see you out there. Are you still teaching now, or is it is your main thing now mostly educating educators? It's mostly educating educators. I I'm a college professor as well now too, and so oh, that's right. I just cool. do that. Um, just once a week, I'm, even with COVID, I don't know what that's going to look like this year, but so working with future teachers a little bit, um, and that's mostly just to stay connected and grounded, but most of my work is I was is uh, very impressed with your, uh, I saw a video clip of you doing a, it's like a spoken word poetry yeah. uh, type thing. It's a lot to remember. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of lines of poetry to remember. It, it's a fun really way. Oh, that. thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's just, it's a fun way to get people to lean in and start paying attention. You know, and sure. that's how like Get I started my attention. sometimes, yeah. especially in education, you gotta you gotta slap people awake somehow. Yeah, you gotta, you know? well, you gotta grab their attention and keep going. That's definitely Trevor's good at that. But I know uh, we we this is the sort of the topic of the day uh, of all around the world. But you just brought it up about coronavirus and education. That's sort of one of the bigger things uh, happening, what, obviously, what in is education it? right now. What is coronavirus it? and it's education? This thing, it's um, some people uh, are one way it's saying it's like really serious, and then some people like other people think don't it's care. Bloody, you know, it's like a and, whole thing, and it, and it's like a virus. <laughs> it's um, you know, no one really knows. No, no one really. Knows. <laughs> <laughs> Can we all like stack hands on that? Like, regardless whether it's really ambiguous, it's right. Wildly is, ambiguous. is it not like the most ambiguous thing? We've it's ever become the boogeyman, of. if you will. It has. It's certainly become. It seems in our daily life. It's trying to. I think we will, we shall defeat it. And overall, this this will shall be a hopeful. But defeat what uh, thing? Defeat the fear. Like defeat, defeat the, the fear. Fe- defeat the fear of it. Yeah. You know? I, and I think there's like, got to be a point. Yeah. You know, I've got a friend who's got a family member who's got it right now, and it's like really mm. bad. So it's like okay. Mm. It clearly is real and that, it kills that's people. What I've been looking for is empirical evidence. I don't. 
know anyone who's been seriously ill or know of anyone who's been seriously ill. And, and you know where she lives? You know where his aunt lives? He t- he said Florida. this to me. He goes, Punta Gorda. Ooh, and I was like, what wow. are you in? I was like, what are you in Allegiant flight attendant? It's Punta Gorda. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, they have a good time on those Allegiant flights. Though. Those are some good flight attendants. They're, they party down. Allegiant <laughs> is truly the, when they're getting off. Their yeah. Trip. When, when flights are $59 oh, each yeah. way, yeah, people tend to have a good time. Do you right? actually like Allegiant? Love Allegiant. Oh gosh. You know what I, they've done for my business? I, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'll just say I, I dislike them with all of my my, my heart, mind, soul, and strength. <laughs> we 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 tend to. <laughs> they're feel, a cut rate. They're a cut rate airline. They're a cut rate airline, but they uh, are yeah. single handedly responsible for growing our town sure, sure. to a level that it really wasn't at before. It, yeah. Is that they're true? On, I mean, because I see I, an Allegiant airplane in the sky, and I just go. Welcome. Because what? they bring people in. They well, bring people in from other places. Were right? you guys bummed? So, I mean, for our listeners in Oregon out there, um, when that, that whole resort that they were building over on the Port Charlotte border, and now that's yeah. going under, right? Like, so that's not Allegiant well, they, anymore. It's on, it's on hold. I'm using my hands as if anybody can see me. <laughs> it is large. It is a large. How building. big is it? it w- Show me, how, like, how big is it? Like, <laughs> tap your microphone for how large it is. It, it it was supposed to have the largest swimming pool in all of Florida. That yeah, was all the world? Flame to flame. It was like the whole world, the swimming the world. pool. Yes. Well, that was, they were like supposed to have Dubai the swimming, swimming pool pools. was supposed to be in phase something. So oh. it wasn't, the swimming pool wasn't guaranteed to happen. It was, if, if it was successful up to a certain point and they got to this phase, then it would have, as far as okay. my, I understand it. So then it would have the swimming pool. If, if you're in the hospitality business, which you are, and Matt, you're not, right? You're in manufacturing. Not anymore, no, yeah. Okay, not anymore, so John, yeah. you are. You embrace tourists, and your parents always have. Like, it's it's a part of life is to, like, tourist season is something like you pull up your bootstraps and get to work. Absolutely correct. Now, somebody who's not in hospitality or tourism, are you, like, get Allegiant out of here? You've got all these people from Michigan visiting in January and slowing no, down our roads. So because every, and... I think everybody recognizes that tourism is the lifeblood of our community. Mm. We have we have beautiful things because of the money that tourism brings in. We just got a new library. They've renovated all the town parks. Everything in Punta Gorda is just shiny and new and pretty. Wow. Yeah. It's hard to be mad. I mean, do you like the new do you a, like the new luster of Punta Gorda? Because, like, have you been to Tallahassee lately, guys? No. I haven't, no. Like, do you remember no. in Tallahassee, there was, like, this grungy feel to it? Like, the Beta yeah. Bar and Momo's Pizza mm-hmm. and the Absolutely. Railroad Square. It was kind of, like... That's not there anymore? There was, like, a tinge of dust over most of Tallahassee. I would even venture to say grime. Yeah, there's a, yeah. there a grime, but, we like, College you love grime. it, right? And I've heard that, like, all of that has been mowed down and it's all, like banana republic and like really wow. really high end and i correct me if i'm wrong but my brother was just there though and he said he's like oh like he said all of that that griminess is gone and now it's very like we call, we, we call that college gentrification you know, yeah gentrification is exactly what but it doesn't is. that bum and you out a little bit you know i'm less of a hardliner on it than i used to be because i've realized that gentrification does not necessarily mean death of the soul it just mm. means transformation of the soul. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean everything is Mickey Mouse and horrible. I mean, there are some there are some really cool hipster bars and restaurants that that pop up in places yeah, where that could not have been supported it, before it, gentrification. If you mow down Momos and build a Domino's, Momos yeah. wasn't that I'm gonna, great. 
Yes, it I mean, was. Yes, it was. On. Yes, it was. I mean, it was cool. Was yeah. Guthrie's? Was Guthrie's? Momo's is gone. God, no, God I don't know if Momo's. I know, like, by the IM fields, I heard it's all, like, high-rise bars and restaurants I, and I a Jimmy Buffett, was, was a Margaritaville. I wouldn't doubt it. I and you're just like, it. I mean, you remember the Blues Bar right there on, on uh, you remember that really cool? And we used to go shoot pool at it. It's across from, like, oh, the yeah. engine. That's gone. Like... Like I barely, re- I barely remember anything from my year in Tallahassee. <laughs> How come? Uh, there's a lot of people, you know. You got to keep people Liquor. employed. You got to pe- keep people working. Yeah, yeah I know, no, I know. No, no. I, I'm with you. And somebody no, made no, a no, lot of money on that development, right? Like somebody made a good, good bit of money buying up that. And land. that wasn't the greatest neighborhood either. Yeah. Where all that stuff was. Yeah, it could be rose-colored sunglasses, like nostalgic. Honestly, Trevor, I, I know what you're saying, and I've been there, and for many years, I had resentment about what happened to Punta Gorda and to other various places. That's and what I was I getting have, back to. I have come around because I, I'm, I'm a, I have directly participated in it. Yeah. Um, I had a store at Fisherman's Village and it was like, a, you know, the store I've had for 10 years, the store that you would have seen if you came here 10 years ago. And it was a good store. Yep. And then Fisherman's Village got bought and renovated yep. and beautified and gentrified to a certain extent. And I got a new space, mm-hmm. a bigger space, and I personally renovated that bigger space yeah. and made it prettier and made it newer and made it nicer. And you used your money and your sweat and yeah. Right. And it was a lot of work and it was a risk. And now I love it. I'm with you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. And uh, that's what now, separates us hand, between younger millennials and aging millennials. Hmm. <laughs> Vision. Well, I think all millennials are aging at this point. No, no so 1996 is like the high end. Really? Like, so that would put them at... About 23? Yeah. Yeah, that's like, young. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to throw shade at 23, but I think a lot of 23 would be like, no, don't yeah, make... No, don't say, Investment's I, I, I bad. Think, I think that the millennials uh, is too wide mm. of a generation. Yeah, we looked it up. It was 1981 to 1996. That's too big. Oh, I feel really? that that's too wide of a generation. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know it went that uh, we far. We should just go by decade. If you're born in the 80s, if you're born in the 90s, <laughs> etc. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys not had this conversation on this podcast yet? No, oh, I no, guess we no, haven't really we, de- haven't. we haven't really defined what a millennial. I always thought, yeah, that we were definitely on the older side of the millennial scale. Yeah. You know, but for sure. Like, and, and I would imagine, obviously, I think we are part of the last generation that like was right at the transition into the internet era. Yes. Whereas the younger millennials grew up in the internet era. You yeah. know? Right. With the cell phones. I mean, we didn't have cell phones when we were in high school. Yeah. That's well, true. They, ju- they were, Smartphones, they were, anyway. di- but no, cell phones were just becoming a normal everyday Playing thing. I remember when, while we I were remember in high school. when Kevin Godowry got an analog cell phone <laughs> and he had it at the, Port Charlotte Town Center Mall, and it was like amazing. And yeah, I think we and were didn't he have like a, you dialed a number, and we're like, yeah. whoa! Like <laughs> the the end of of millennials. Like if you were born in 1995, 1996, you had a smartphone when yeah. you were in middle school. And yes. School. Now we get now we get mad when Alexa doesn't hear us. Yeah, like I hate my robot slave. She doesn't listen to me well enough. <laughs> how, my how damn dare robot! She, how dare she doesn't hear Don't my command on the first me, try? <laughs> Alexa, you know, that said, though, I'm pl- streaming on another device. No, you will stream on my device. <laughs> and you Listen will like to it. me. My kids yell at Alexa with like, 
with a little bit more like salt than I'm happy Your with. Your kids yell at Alexa? You should hear this man yell at Alexa. <laughs> it's like a sailor coming in from a I'm, trip I'm, on the I'm ocean. Pretty, I'm pretty sure. Good heavens, I'm pretty the sure abuse <laughs> that, he, that he heaps upon that poor woman. Pretty sure my Alexa has called the police before, you know, filed a domestic dispute or something, you know. It was like, <laughs> like a, there's been a couple times my Alexa was like, gosh, man, cool it. Are you know. ever like I, say to Alexa, you're like, Alexa, turn it down. And she doesn't hear you. And you're like, Alexa, turn it down. Alexa, turn it down. <laughs> You know what, though? I've seen him do it, and, and it appears to be wildly satisfying. And you're not hurting anyone. Yeah, yeah. You're really well, only hurting yourself because you're literally allowing the NSA to listen to you. Yeah, and I was going to say, there's someone at the Amazon headquarters who was like, God, that guy has problems. You know problems. what, though? They're already listening to you through your cell phone and your laptop and your yeah. I, oh, iMac yeah. and yeah, your TV. Yeah. And your so do you surrender? Arms. Are you surrendering like to it? What are you going to do? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're gonna send a psychologist to my house. Jeez, I mean, it's like they're not—they're not—they're not worried you know what about the me. The move being... is instead of abusing Alexa, abuse the guy that you know is listening. Like, listen, you—you you, uh, government stooge, <laughs> and you, you start heaping it upon him. But so but way. now you're a paranoid guy sitting in your house yelling about the government out of robe. There really there is no winning. There is no winning in a fight yeah, with no Alexa. One, no one wins. You know what's Alexa. funny just, is like just relent to the AI. Not not one time in the last eleven years of my life have I used the word stooge. Like I've I, no, I've got no criticism. I like it. It's just isn't it interesting how you can just like not have certain words in your vernacular. It's, it's just uh, gone out of fashion. Stooge? You don't hear Stooge too much. You know, John John will put a good word on you once in a while. I've You're been like, listening to you this know, podcast, here, guys. Yeah. I agree. He's, he's got, yeah. a, uh, he's got an eclectic ex- vocabulary. He's got, a, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got an exquisite taste in... I see, I can't even do it. A, a renaissance man, if you yeah, will. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what, you know what he just started doing, Trevor? He started making leather goods. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm uh, making a slight foray into the world of leather craft. Was that inspired by Matt's chiseling? Chisel, uh, chiseling. Inspired by Matt's chiseled abdominal <laughs> muscles. It's like, wow, look at that leather. They they call it they, they call it whittling, 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 whittling. Chiseling. No, it was actually. Um, I chisel wood. By... <laughs> I'm a chiseler. I, uh, I I go down these. You know, Matt, you follow these Wikipedia uh, rabbit holes. Call them black holes. Yeah. I I get. Whoa, these, whoa, 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 um... whoa. Multicolored <laughs> holes. <laughs> fine, fine okay we'll go with that Multicol- oh i see what he's saying all holes matter wait what are we talking about what are we... no he's talking about multi oh, i said black, black hole said black holes. all right we're getting off topic here Should we, we can we can cut gonna... this nope that's <laughs> can we make a note <laughs> he's saying well yeah black holes i know multi- what he's oh, saying all right, all right all right i know what he's saying thank you <laughs> thanks Trev. thank you <laughs> What the, oh so your original point was going down the Wikipedia. Holes. So I get into these uh, <laughs> multicolored YouTube subcultures. Um, I don't know if you you can learn amazing things from YouTube yeah. that you were not able to learn before. Anything vis a vis, you know, photography, leathercraft, whittling, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. Yeah, sure. And there are some really cool people that are on YouTube that just for the hell of it or for a couple extra bucks put themselves out there and create videos and teach you how to do things. Sure, sure. Which is just so cool that they do that. So it's like, cool. thank Free? you. 
right? You know, it's like sharing, your, like sharing your knowledge with the world. Right. It's it's a, one of the better better more heartening things yeah. that has going on in this. Yeah, well, like, you're doing oh. that. You're doing that too, Trevor. Yeah, Jeez, that's what thank you, you do, dude. basically. God. Yeah, but like some people do it. Like, how do you smoke a brisket? I'm like, oh, this is yeah. how you smoke a brisket. I'm more well, like you, you're doing it. How do you yeah. how, how do, do you effectively edu- educate teach, the children? How do you effectively teach a child? Sure. Yeah. Fair yeah, point. Yeah, so. However, I think it's cool that like if you want to be cud at a uh, leather work or whittling or uh, or or smoking brisket, whittling. It's yeah, like you yeah. can do you have a smoker. Yeah, I do. Have, it's a Traeger oh, smoker. I, wish I had a smoker so bad. Yeah, Guys. like the big like the big green egg. No, like an electric smoke. Like you, it's electric, like a black cabinet. Well, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Well, y- oh, yes. you have a real one. Well, so you, you can, legit... yeah, you can do the cabinet. It's a lot cheaper, and that's that's definitely a good. No, good but you option. have the real uh, barrel shaped. Well, yeah. So I've got stack. the barrel, and then it's got this thing called a hopper next to it, and you pour the pellets into it, and there's an Ooh. auger that pulls the pellets into like this this heat box down underneath, and then they light on fire, and then the smoke gets pushed through, and that it cooks. Lovely. And mm. so you you like literally. So what's the best wood for the best? Oh, uh, I've really enjoyed hickory. So like I did mm, ribs the other day and I just like, I slow cooked ribs for five straight hours, just Ooh, in 200 degrees, not that hot. And they're just all day. The smoke is just infusing into the meat. And then when you're done with it, it you just, you just pick it up and it just falls in your mouth and Plus it tastes it's a like whole, smoky. It's a whole activity for the day. Your whole yard smells good. It's oh, like, I, I, 4th of July, we did a brisket. Over. Yeah. We had like, I did a 10 hour smoked brisket for 10 hours. Everybody just hung out and drank beers and played cornhole and you're just watching this brisket cook and then when it's done mm. we all feast but yeah so uh i got into this one guy which i've mentioned on the podcast before and who i i mentioned to you as a motivational sort of person his name is peter mckinnon mm. he does photography okay and videography and um on one of his uh youtube episodes he featured this guy uh who does, has this company called little king goods who makes leather goods but his little angle is that have you heard of this asmr yeah sound stuff it's like supposed to um i've heard it gives some people tingles it's like supposed to be like yeah really like satisfying for you people making sounds into the right it's like um it's so it's it's a close-up of this table of him making leather goods but he's got this super duper high quality stereo microphone and it's just like And it's like it's supposed to make you feel really good, right? Exactly, exactly. And you're supposed to just zone. And you can just hear them like folding the leather. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and scissors. Oh, I can picture the scissor sound. So then, after seeing that, I got a little interested in it. I started looking at some of the stuff on Instagram. Some of these guys are making some really beautiful products, and some of these guys are making some decent money doing it. And so, you know, it's a hobby you can get into for not a lot. Exactly, right. Are you guys getting into ASMR? Yeah. You guys are ASMR guys. <laughs> is it is it like a sexual thing? It can be. Uh, I'm sure. Can so it really? Can. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, uh, human beings can make something sexual out of anything. So yeah. I'm pretty sure. I've actually seen where uh, a, a woman will get uh, it's a it's a microphone that is shaped like two ears. Okay. And you can, you know, a girl will a woman will whisper into one of the ears. <laughs> Uh, whisper sweet nothings into one of the ears. It's it's a whole thing. But so so it's John, not always, John, it's not always. A John spends thing. a lot of time on YouTube. Clearly, yeah. I mean, he knows about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When do you do this? Yeah. Aren't you a dad? Like when do you have time? Uh, usually between 
nine o'clock and three o'clock in the morning on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. This, this podcast was brought to you by this sound. You get the idea. Isn't that great? You get the idea. Now picture somebody is creating something and then dusting it off. Yeah. What I want to look this up. What, what do I, what do I YouTube? What do I Google? It's called ASMR. Whatever, I don't know what it's. Whatever for. happened to like sounds of the rainforest or, you know, like just very, I think uh, we got bored of it. <laughs> there's there's only, the same old stuff. There's only so many birds chirping. Like that. whale sounds like yeah, <laughs> once you heard one whale, you've heard them all. But <laughs> you're, in a, you're in a guy making a wallet, man. That's something else entirely. Well, well, that's cool that you saw that and were like, oh, I'm going to make a wallet. Yeah. I love that. Though, well, and has it yeah. turned out cool? So far, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He showed me his first one. It's cool. It's definitely cool stuff. Are you going to sell yeah, it? I'll put a picture of it on the uh, Aging Millennials uh, Facebook oh. group. The idea is to eventually sell them, yes. Hmm. Oh, I love it. But I'm, no, I'm nowhere near skilled enough to make something that anyone would buy at this point. <laughs> sure. That's fun, though. I but, love that. Yeah. I like hobbies. I think hobbies I'm are a big cool. hobby guy. Yeah. What's your number one hobby, Trev? I know you got a ton of them. Yeah, I uh, um, I build. I like I like I built a treehouse for my kids, mm-hmm. and so I like I built a big serious treehouse. That was Cedar. actually a big part of the motivation with the leatherworking because I am a woodworker myself. Yeah, love it. Yeah, uh, you have it's been a long time. Degrees out here, and I can't do it when I'm with my family because it's like big dangerous tools, and I have yeah. a two year old running around. Leatherworking is basically miniature air-conditioned woodworking sure yep so you know that's one of the reasons yeah you don't have to like die of heat exhaustion exactly mm. but can i can exactly. i so, can, so one of my worst things that when you listen to like these long-form podcasts is when somebody's saying something and then you go down a rabbit hole and they never get back to what they were saying mm-hmm. and you just and as a listener you're like is he going to share what he doesn't like about florida <laughs> like oh <laughs> see what? Well, wait. I've been trying to, I've been poking at this for a wait, little while. Way to segue. All right, well, continue. Well, so, um, yeah, go ahead. So as, a, as a, you know, a, not all gentrification is smiles and flowers and roses. Um, I don't know. You remember Gilchrist Park, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we stood we, there the day before, the night before Ch- Hurricane Charlie and thought mm-hmm. like, oh, let's go surfing it tomorrow. Yeah. We said, oh, what's going to happen if our town gets destroyed? Ha, ha, ha. And then our town got destroyed. Wild, crazy kids, you. But Gilchrist Park is basically leveled. Yeah. What? Oh, leveled. Basically leveled and uh, paved. Like even the big oak tree? Like that um, we all climbed in as little kids? No, that tree is still there. Okay. But it's it's lost much of its charm. Yeah. That it, Charm is the word then. Like with Tallahassee. With... Well, because there's a way to do it properly with class yeah like so like let's say way to ruin it yeah so if the smokehouse went and got real wood tables and not just a veneer of a wood table at smokehouse exactly exactly (laughs) like that's a way to tastefully renovate the smokehouse i'll tell you what the smokehouse has got to be hurting bad right now dude all restaurants it's all community seating in there yeah but they do take out they do take out don't they yeah. Yeah, but I mean, all. I mean, that's. But the smokehouse has always been. Dude, this has been a restaurant like apocalypse. Like yes. Rest, yes. Rest, restaurants are run on a small margin compared to most businesses. They're not running yes. on mo- most of them. So this has been very, very uh, difficult. So time. when you got into the Whitland, how did you stumble upon that? Was that an internet thing? Well, like I said, I uh, um, was. I've been working in the wood industry. I've been seeing 
you know, been but around something, wood shops. Something must have went, oh, I can do this. Well, I've always just been interested in wood things that have been carved out so of wood. So you were just sitting around and you went, I'm going to look for a, a whittling kit. Well, yes, exactly right. Out of the b- blue Like sky. I've got some time you on my hands, I'm going to whittle. <laughs> Basically, yes. I mean, that, isn't that how all hobbies start? You, yeah. you get well, the, you, sometimes you, you get the you, idea from somewhere. Well, I, I saw carved things. I thought they looked cool. And I thought, mm. well, maybe I can carve things. But you always think in the beginning, you're like, God, this is going to be so hard. But then you just start looking, oh, yeah, I just buy a kit and I buy a piece of wood and then I start whittling. And that's how it starts, you know? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Now, so, I mean, now I'm saying, once you open that door, you're realizing like, oh, all hobbies are literally just that movement of going to, I find that interesting. I'll buy the stuff to do it. And, and then you do it. Hobbies are so funny because the best sorts of hobbies allow you to dip your toes into it. and But they also allow you to go on this epic years long journey and invest if they catch if they catch catch, them they have to catch but it's cool that you can just sort of dabble in something and see if you take to it yeah yeah. like i've gone through so many things that didn't take yeah yeah yeah. well you got to try that's the thing you got to keep your mind open and also have the money to blow on if depending on how expensive your hobby is i find it very hard to accept that you are not playing the guitar anymore I mean, oh. when, when I used to know you, you played guitar like there was, like nobody's business. Yeah. What happened? I, 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 st- I stopped getting better at it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like after a while, it's like, gosh, if I'm not getting better at it, and that takes time like any hobby, like if I actually want to get good at it, this is what I have to do with my time. And it's like after right. a while, it's like, all right, I don't want to play Sweet Home Alabama well, especially anymore. when you have a family, you only have so many but uh, hours dude i so connect to that trevor because i picked up the guitar like three or four years ago yeah and i finally learned i was like i got i re- want to learn to play the guitar yeah. and now i've hit the point that you're at now where i'm like oh god i have to learn like music no, theory you have to, like, and yeah, you scales gotta, but you know and, what like, would be I, you sick? can wade in the shallow end and have fun but at a certain point you gotta learn how to but swim. you know what i can yeah. see myself in the next 10 years buying a little pv amp and like a telly and like, I think it would be really fun to rock out. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. electric guitar is a whole different. Well, that's what I mean. I think I've gotten a little bored of an acoustic guitar, and you can't but really. But you're talking about that's an expensive hobby. <laughs> yeah, playing the electric guitar. I mean, well, it's but that is one of the nice things of becoming an aging millennial is like you can start you affording have a money to have some. Yeah, fun, right. It's nice. You, you, get, nice. A little, you get a little money. Yeah. Like yeah, and you don't have to be I, like I, you, yeah, you don't have to like be like oh someday I'm gonna have a guitar. But on the other side of that, <laughs> today's you, that day. On the Today other side of that, that you have your you have your telly and you have your amp, which you touch with leather gloves and which you love and which you tenderly care for. And these leather gloves right. that you made, right? <laughs> but I remember in college having jam sessions in the house during which I literally kicked over my drum set. Hmm. <laughs> And that's like, you don't do that when you have nice things that you've worked hard for. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's but funny. we that's didn't have fully, you know, we didn't have fully. of youth. Yeah, I just, we didn't have fully formed hippocampuses, you know, like, <laughs> like, like you're just like, well, I'm going to kick this over because I mean, feel it. I think I have an overdeveloped hippocampus. Our Abdullah Oblongata was uh, overactive. Abdullah be, be Oblongata. John, John, remember that like that fun summer when, when he got into doing the open mics with that guy, Casey, the, the lifeguard? And we were like playing at that open mic bar. And we were probably playing most. Yeah. And I remember like the owner kept coming out and be like, hey, man, you got to play my drums softer. You're going to break them. And you just couldn't (laughs) stop. (laughs) I'm sorry, but you don't put a drum set at an open mic night and then tell guys they got to be gentle with it. Hey, we're going to. Drum set, buddy. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to play all along the watchtower with Breshith. (laughs) I went over to this guy's house. Uh, to jam with my friend Jamie one time and he had a drum set and uh, they, they sell these things for drum sets that they're like pads 
that you put on top of the drum set so that you can play just when you're by yourself. And you, I mean, it's literally like a mouse pad. Like made of rubber. Yeah. Thing. Right. And they don't sound and, uh, cool. You wouldn't let me take them off. Like I might as well just leave. <laughs> I, I'm with you. you. I'm with you. It's you like, can't play music unrestrained. Like you can't. You, no, you that's can't not the re- idea. Restraint. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make any sense at well, all. Well, especially if it's an open mic night. Like don't put a drum set out. If you don't want that, put a bongo out or a djembe or like. Exactly. You know, like put something out where. Much, the, the ratio of bongo playing during my college years to the last decade of my life, it's like decreased by a thousand percent. Yes. I feel like bongo playing was a big part of my life when I was in my well, early it's, 20s. Well, it's completely related to your consumption of mind-altering substances with a group of people. That so, is absolutely I mean, the, true. Because let's be the honest. ratio is, is off. Bongos get boring pretty quick. Like there's only oh, so many things. Very quick. <laughs> Almost immediately. But if you're in college and taking a lot of mind-altering substances, it's like... The cool, the, the coolest thing. You can drum on your tummy for a few hours. <laughs> yeah. The spirit takes you. You know what's funny is in Michigan, in the winter, if you get, in Florida, in the summer, right now, if you got locked outside tonight, what would happen? I mean, it would. I would spend a very unpleasant night getting bit by mosquitoes and sweating. Yeah. And if you get... Locked outside in Michigan in our worst season. You die. You die. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're dead. Like there's no way to survive the front step of your house in February (laughs) in Michigan. You die. You are you are a dead person. Because because we're we're talking what? We're talking five below, ten below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fifteen, ten, five below. Sometimes, you know, like you're you're dead. Um, and it's and that's an interesting thought. You know, like Florida, yeah, it's it's really hot out at night, but uh, you you wake up the next day and you like get in. But here, if you don't have family and like nobody lets you in, like you have to go to Walmart yeah. for the night, <laughs> or you die. So well, that's, that's uh, crazy. That's a funny concept. Yeah. So I don't know, just something to chew on a little bit. If you step on a snake in Florida, you could die. And I would say you have a better chance of stepping on a snake than getting stuck on your front doorstep because you could always go somewhere or call the police. You could always break the window open. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're talking survivalists here. Yeah, at, but it's a valid point. It's just it's just interesting uh, what climate. Isn't it crazy how big America is too? Like, isn't it wild? Yeah, we're in this. You see it from the sky. Yeah. yeah. Like we're in the same country right now, and yet yeah. like. Where I live, you can die in January, like, and you not. And yet we're, like, under the same, like, like constitution. I honestly find it, sometimes I find it so hard to believe that you, like, happily live in Michigan. Like, when we were kids, uh, you and Paul, neither of you live in Florida anymore. You funny? guys were so proud of being Florida boys. Mm-hmm. And you, you would rip on me relentlessly for having been born in New Jersey. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and you were the and you'd always, men and the woodsmen's. And, and you'd be like, I moved here when I was here. one. <laughs> and, and here I am holding down the fort. Holding down the fort. And here I am up in Michigan. Just uh, loving it. Come down to Grand Ra- or Florida when there's not COVID. Two times you know a year. It's hard, to, it's hard to be too serious about that because I often think how unsuited to this climate I am uh, and we are. I mean, uh, being of the fact that our our ancestors, you're Italian, I'm Polish, I, Scottish, whatever, English, Scottish, <laughs> Scottish, like Scottish. For I'm from my family's from Scotland. 
<laughs> Scotland. Right? Scotland. That's a good Scottish yeah, accent. But I've, done a, I've done a good so bit he, of... He's right at home in the cold then. I mean, that's normal. Right. I mean, for thousands of years, hmm. our ancestors lived in Northern Europe. We hmm. lost our pigment for crying out loud. Right. Like <laughs> Now we're supposed to be trying to survive in the jungle. What yeah. are we doing? It's, yeah. It's, it, so I mean, for yeah. me to say that you're, you know, rip on somebody. I mean, Michigan is a lot closer to what uh, an environment that we, our bodies would accept. But like, did you guys Florida. know that like people never lived in Florida pretty much ever until, I mean, like there's like the Caloosahatchee, like there was some native tribes, but like the Seminoles didn't come there until the civil war and they were driven down there. Like most people didn't hmm. choose Florida. Yeah, it, well, I'm pretty. Uh, didn't live in Florida until the Civil War. No, they were the Creek Indians up in Tallahassee and Southern Georgia, and then Andrew Jackson was rounding them up to take them out to Oklahoma, and a whole contingent of them escaped down into Florida. So they only became Seminoles upon rebellion. Uh, that's that's why it's the unconquered, it, it, the Florida State <laughs> moniker, is because they were able to escape and they hid out in the Big Cypress Swamp and the Everglades, um, Pehokee, uh, and that wasn't their native land, like. The Seminoles did not live in Southern Florida for most of their existence. They were the Creek Indians. Well, you see, I'm pretty sure that the Florida population exploded once air conditioning became a thing. Yeah. So, sure, we, we, can, we can see the population trends, and as soon as air conditioning became like an everyday thing, it, well, it exploded. Have you read it exploded, the, the Land sure. Remembered? I would, where do you think I just got all that information? <laughs> a Florida at a certain point was so bad that they were literally swarms of mosquitoes so large and intense and vicious that they would descend upon a field full of cattle and then and drop literally them. eat a cow to the bone in a matter of seconds. No way. Okay. I'm going to, can I give a little bit of, can I, can I say Please. something? No, they didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's like folklore stuff. What, what they, the the what cow they, eating herd of. What they did do is clog their like their their breathing, and they would like suffocate because there were so many mosquitoes. They would get in their eyes and their their uh, their throats, and they would choke to death. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that that makes a lot more sense. Not a Looney Tune movie. Being eaten, like, <laughs> eaten chainsaw style to the bone. I, I mean, I agree, I agree to disagree. I I felt that way by while being swarmed by mosquitoes, but I don't think it ever actually happened. But yeah, but no, it, like yeah, it was like inhospitable. Like how terrible it was. Like, or, you know, like, did you know there used to be like snowstorms in Florida just when they couldn't think it could get any worse? They, like, remember in <laughs> Land Remembered, there was like a blizzard and it like killed, it all, killed the birds. all the orange trees. Yeah, all the orange trees died, all of them except for in Miami. And so therefore they populated Miami because they were but like, you oh, would, you would not be able to really live in Florida if, if it weren't for indoor air conditioning and all the. Uh, yeah, for sure, Are you yeah. forgetting Honey Nun and B Boy? Uh, now, I wanted to bring this up with you because um, I brought my wife out to Lake Susie the other day. Oh, nice. Because I wanted to show her the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. And let me tell you, that place is locked down tight. Yeah. You can't get anywhere near even the runway. There's yep. no way to, to get anywhere near that house. Yep. Yeah, well, that's because my grandpa out there raises cattle. And so right. he's fenced it off. And so now there's cattle roaming around through the woods. And that's why it's locked down. You could still access it. Yeah, House? I think I've been there a couple oh, of I'm times. Sure. I think so, yeah. I don't know if with Austin Mewling what or somebody. What is the history of the Fortress of Solitude? Oh, well, like Honey Nun, my great-grandma um, built it back in, you know, started building it in the 60s and then just never finished. But, you know, she just had this idea of take, like she found this brickyard in Alabama with all these discarded old bricks. And she's like, there's enough to build a mansion 
and I could get them for almost free. And so she did it and she like built this giant like Spanish style mansion with redwood beams. House. But now, yeah. And so now it's being rented out like to anybody that wants to stay in it. And so it's kind of, yeah. It's seen, so is it, it's rented out like seen yearly or like a B, Airbnb type thing. Airbnb, but then there's some yearly and like they took the whole library and burned all the books when Hunting Unpassed. Burned all the books? All Jeez. the books got burned. It's a on little, purpose? It's a little extreme. Purpose. It's a sore yeah, subject. they must have got moldy or something. They got moldy. Hashtag Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so they got, they got really well, moldy. I mean, the house has, is, not in, is not indoors. There's no, yeah. there's, it's not enclosed. And like I lived there when my parents were splitting up. Like I lived there for a couple of years. And no Ooh. air conditioning, no fans, no doors to the house. Like there was doors Jeez. to the bedrooms. No doors but... inside or outside the house. So wouldn't wild animals like roam in? They did often, like bobcats. Jeez. I remember one one time there was like a there was a whole bunch of, of owls living up in the rafters, like thirty feet up. I don't know if I can say this. Was it's there... hard to it's hard to explain this house because it, it when you when you say it had no doors and and wild animals would wander in, it sounds like it was just a decrepit old house, but. It wasn't. It was designed that way. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, I think I've been there. I just can't remember. Oh, I'm sure you have. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I was there. But once. uh, yeah, like I remember what they once had like owls living up in the rafter, and they would go and catch rats in the house, and then like leave their guts in certain places. And it was a big problem, mm-hmm. and they pooped everywhere. And so one time, my great grandpa, we called him B Boy, he went and saw one of the owls, and he threw a towel on it, and he went and grabbed the towel, and the t- the owl reached out with its talon. And hooked onto his hand, and his talon went all the way through his hand and poked out the other side. And so that night, like my whole family armed them, and I'm like a little kid watching this. They went and got a bunch of bug bombs and then launched them up into the rafters where the owls were, and they flew out and shot them all. I reckon that'll do it. Holy smokes, that's some Florida Florida wild man story. And they just killed all the owls. Like you, that's like Jeez. a. Am I wrong? That's got to be a bad omen there. Oh. You're, that, you're that's probably grandpa, a federal grandpa b boy. Yeah. You called him that because he no. If they're in your house, you can do whatever you need. To do. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, if, if they're in your house and a talon goes through your hand, statue of limit. You're at liberty to. Statue of limitations has probably gone up on that. I, I I really like that perspective, John, because it's very it's <laughs> very on. un millennial of you. I think. Yeah. What I think are you I'll, supposed to do? Call some animal control guy to come in your house? And uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's probably exactly what no, you're you supposed to do. It, I mean, you eat that. I mean, son of a gun I mean, guys, like, if if this podcast went into the mainstream, I could get canceled for that. Like, like <laughs> we would get canceled many times over. Yeah, are you kidding me? After the first five you know, episodes, honestly, you know what we talked about. I lived in in fear of being canceled, great fear for a very long time, and I'm it's starting to fade for me. Like, really? I've kind of like had it. Like, I am what I am. Well, we're reaching a threshold of the cancel culture, I think, eventually, where it, people, do, I think, collectively are getting quite sick of it. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we can. Well, you know what it is? I'm starting the quick to condemnation. There, there is a segment of our society that is large enough at this point that thinks it's baloney to go around canceling everyone for everything. Right, right. That there's enough people but to sustain saying, but, you that aren't in the cancel But that's culture. what I was talking about, the threshold. Like, there's more people who think it's stupid than there are people who are participating right. in it. Right, but well, I don't know if it used to be or if I just wasn't aware of that other group. But, well, yeah. and I also think there's a lot of people that are like don't necessarily think it's stupid. They're just like, why aren't you at work? Like, how do you have time to, yeah, be, right. <laughs> how do you have time to be canceling Kanye West yeah, right now? really. You know yeah. what I mean? Go like, mow your lawn. Yeah, like, seriously, go play with your kids. Like they would love for you to build them a fort, I promise. Like they would love that. Or go write a book or go go whittle or do leather work or or you know what I mean? Like go do go work. 
Like, you know what be, I mean? Go do something. Be an industrious. Brother. Amen, brother. Yeah. Don't sit around and like cancel somebody because he shared about killing endangered animals in his great-grandparents' house. Gosh. Hey, your don't your you... grandfather was, you call him B-Boy because he was a basketball player, right? No, that was my grandpa Pops. We got a lot oh, of nicknames. Pops. B-Boy, was, his name was Ben. And Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm a family of nicknames. Were you guys nicknamers? My family uh, detests nicknames yeah, and yeah. does not even approach them. We weren't into it, really. I yeah, don't know really. why. I'm a, I'm a fan. Like, what what do you call Millie? Millie? The Zone. The Zone. I love Mil- that. Why? Mil- I love Mill Zone. I love that so much. Yeah. Zony. My yeah, yeah, yeah. my daughter Piper. I call her Lulu. I call my son. Okay. I call Jack Moose. I don't. <laughs> Lulu. I like both of those. Yeah. Lulu, Lulu and Moose. And That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It, yeah Mill Zone. I love it. I love it. Um. Yeah, so I, I see. I, I don't like nicknames because I have a tender spot because people used to call me Sparky. Sparky, uh, yeah, and that's fine it's, for your girlfriend to call you. And I put, I put like right, probably when I was a teenager. Probably I put my my, <laughs> I put, put it down. I, down. I put my foot down. I literally every time someone new would call me Sparky, I'd immediately say, no, but "Listen, that can, that you can cannot call me Sparky. Your, like we your won't girl be friends." Calls you Sparky, like a, yeah. like a National Lampoon's family. No, vacation. no, she no. Called him Sparky, and it was cute. No, I, I still you didn't. Can't, I, your no. male friends can't. No, call you even Sparky. females. That's all weird. all human beings with uh, the English language the cannot call is, me. Sparky. Why would you call? Why would anyone call you Sparky when they can call you Sparks? Sparks is right. No, that's what took Sparks. Sparks is cooler than any nickname you could. Ever device. You have a built-in nickname. <laughs> but that, you but know that's what, what everyone ended up calling me. You know what one nickname that's better than Sparks is? Sharp. 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 I like it. Sharp Johnson. Sharp, some, some sharp, sharp. Johnson. Do you, you remember sharp. when John you know went that through... that was almost my name? Do you remember when John went sharp? through that stage senior year of high school where he's like, I want everybody to start calling me Sharp? <laughs> I don't remember Again, that. No record. And we were like, John... It we're not doing take, it. did it? It was, his <laughs> a, it was his AIM screen names like he wanted it so bad. I do remember though. It's his I went, Instagram name. I went name through now. this period uh, in school. I don't remember if it was middle school or high school, where I said I uh, was going to change my image. Do you remember this? Yeah, <laughs> free yeah. Inv- free oh, when started. you started dressing up, <laughs> yeah, I started dressing like to the nines for school, like way over the top, like, like practically a suit every day. Like yeah, you kind of look like one of the nerds on Saved by the Bell. Like <laughs> yeah, like it was, tucking it was in bad. your shirt. I mean, looked nice. One you looked nice. Approved of it. In the world, and that was your brother David. <laughs> your he's, brother David said, "I really a, respect that. I he's think a, that's cool. That he's a proper, that. proper, proper man. Good man, that David. <laughs> that's hey, we a, all went through. A, that's hilarious because I remember it so phase. vividly. Yeah, we we all went. Through, I'm, I feel like I'm still in an awkward phase. Like, like I mean, I wore big like jerseys and like uh, did got I went through like a gangster yeah, phase. Matt went through, like, I was the hip hop phase. Yeah, the hip hop yeah, gangster that. phase. Yep, yeah, yep, I went. Mm-hmm. I went through a phase where I wore like a khaki crocodile hunter shirt to school. <laughs> yeah, you were really. Into <laughs> and I wasn't dressing hunter. up. I was just like it was a Tuesday, and I had like a gold crocodile necklace. Remember, John, when I used to wear a sheath around, and like I outside did, of school, I'd put I, a knife. I, I thought that was cool because you know what? It would have been lame if you didn't walk the walk. But you were out there catching and the nights and weekends catching snakes and stuff. So it was kind of like, well. You know, if you're gonna put your money where your mouth is, then well, I even can... see him today with his kids and stuff, like like catching animals yeah. and stuff. Gosh, isn't I that was never that guy? Isn't that so funny about social media? Like that you can know that my kids catch snakes. It's insane. It's, you can like be yeah. a part of somebody's life. Well, I have this like I have this decade. whole image of Trevor based on his social media. You know, what I mean? but it's you know, like, it can be it can be uh, touchy though because then you don't know like you're not 
you're part of their lives. It's the veneer of their life. Not, it's the you're veneer. Not really it's the outside not familiar layer. Familiar with them still. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's been often been times when I want to make like a joke, like an inside <laughs> joke from ten years ago, but I'm like, this isn't gonna Fly. not come yeah. across properly because it's been so long. Well, with me, it always would because I like I cherish those jokes so much, but like. There's some people where you're like, I want to well, like, some people like different. I want to tease like James DeGata. Hey, James, if you're listening. Oh, James is very open to being teased. <laughs> I know, I'm sure he is, but I'm like, well, I don't want to like, it's been a while, you know what I mean? Or, or, or any of these guys that I loved and love still, but like, you I don't know. know I don't know if there's, the their most, humor has gone. I could never understand the, the weird, uh, contentious relationship that you had with Todd Wolfsfeld. It's still you, like, I can't, I'm not going <laughs> to read, I'm not going to read bad words. But like this is what Todd Temp sent like, me yesterday. Like just insult each other, just out of the blue sky, just back and forth well, for no reason. Well, no, there's a reason. Todd's one of the worst people I know. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I mean, there, I only say that because I hate Todd. Like, you know what I mean? Like Todd. There's, there's immense like freedom and satisfaction in just flat out. It's, an, it's open a, about a natural someone. rivalry. It's like <laughs> on Family Guy, Peter and the Chicken. You know, there's got to be someone. What? It's the just Yankees and the Red Sox. Like, I, I, I hate you. <laughs> the Indians and the Cowboys. Like I, I texted Todd last week. I said, I bet you listen to Florida Georgia Line while listen, while <laughs> <laughs> while drinking Bush Lights every evening, little bitch. Um, <laughs> and he said, I bet you're. I bet you adopted your kids and are actually still a virgin. <laughs> and I said, Good diss. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. So Florida Georgia Line's not cool? No, 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 no. no? no, no, no. They're officially not cool. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. So this is why we have this podcast. That's what's considered pop country. Even yeah. I don't even know country, and it's pop country. I, I mean, you, you know what? If you like it, jacked up Chevy with a lift kit. That's not cool. No, no, no. This is how we roll. Any chorus where it's four <laughs> words, like you know what I mean? Like, I. I, I hate being like a cynic, but like I can't stand this music that intentionally makes the chorus just oh oh oh. But it's country. It's music. pandering. That's the whole idea. It's as simple and and easy and major major key as you can make it. No, it's just happy. No, nope. feel good. No, nope. go simple music. Go listen to Whiskey Lullaby by Brad Paisley. It's about a guy who kills himself and his wife cheats on him. Go listen to to remember when by Alan Jackson and like thinking of his whole life before he's I, that's not simple. So, so you respect country music, but Florida Georgia line is a joke. Well, they just, they don't put any of the heart into it. it it's well, just, they, don't have, they don't even sing their own songs. Same with like, songs. like Luke Bryan. Lane. Brittany, my see, wife is a, see. is a giant Luke Bryan fan, but I think with Luke Bryan, it's one of those things where it's like, he's like a lady's, Man, sure, sure. That's a lot of country dudes, though. That's right. a lot. They're just, my, you know. My brother Ben lives in Nashville, and he was out at breakfast not too long ago, and he says he's eating there, and he hears a guy behind him. He's like, yeah, I'll tell you, I was walking over. <laughs> and he turns around, and it's Luke Bryan. Like, you know, sometimes like, you have to question these guys' accents because it's just so far over the top. Like, I guarantee you're laying some of that on. Even at, like, breakfast? As I say, who, even, who could be in character all the time? You know, even at who, breakfast. You know how deep in the Appalachian Mountains you have to come from to have that heavy duty. Of and that's a that's a good point. That's a good mm, point. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. No, my whole that's thing. Like, you can know, I, can I, can the I, most Brooklyn guy you could ever talk to. You know. Yeah, but you know, like I I was speaking in New York City like last year, which feels like nine years ago at this point. But yeah, yeah doesn't it? I, I was in New York. That. I was in New York City. And it was wonderful. And I actually, I went over to Rudolph, New Jersey, and I spoke there. And uh, they speak like stereotypical New Jersey people. 
Like sure. <laughs> I couldn't like it was just as strong as Luke Bryan speaking Georgia talk. Like New Jersey and New and York I won't, accents are basically like just if you just sound try and sound mad. Yeah. What are you trying <laughs> to do? Like, what are you trying to do? What are you doing? I'm trying to get some coffee here. Yeah. Dialects. They're literally dialects of English. You know, we're we're actually one of the only uh languages where extreme dialects we could still understand each other like you could take a guy from the Appalachian Mountains and a person right, from New like Jersey guys from different parts of India like can't right. understand and each China other. it's the same way like a person in the north with a dialect even and the person England. in the south can't even oh even like Cockney accent in England they're like oh yeah I went over there right in the right in the yeah I'm putting like a blitzer I would have a haggis for you I don't know if this happens because they're totally wasted I don't know if this is something that's that's the same with you guys or not do you have the ability to flip on a southern accent? Yeah, I yeah. Sure. Like but not like as if you were trying to do like a New York accent or something, but like just from being raised here, like deep in me, there is a southern yeah, accent that yeah, I can let sure. out. Yeah. But I don't. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, if you but wait, if you're talking with a guy with a country accent, you'll subconsciously let it out. Exactly. Wow. You know, if the if the guy comes over to hook your cable up or something yeah. and he's really southern, yeah. I'd start doing it and I can't even stop myself. Yeah, yeah, Can yeah. I grab y'all a beer? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Right. You're just like how y'all doing? I never you say y'all. I do that. I do that with any with a lot of different kinds of people that I talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a few different like. Well, it's just it's just our way of relating to a fellow human being. I think a way of, of disarming somebody, of making them feel comfortable. Right. You want someone to feel like you're on their team. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's kind of fun. It's kind of like being a character. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You get to be a little different for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. It's it's cool. Like when I go down to Texas, I say y'all. It's fun. Yeah. I enjoy I it. I say y'all all day long. Yeah. So Trevor, you, you've gotten to travel around the country quite a lot these last few years, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Good bit. Yeah, what's uh, have you been able to make make it to the West Coast? Uh, you said over there in Oregon and yeah, Washington, I, California. Mo- mostly California. Yeah, I've been in California mm. four times in the last year, and you you can see like I would never live there. Well, that's that's what everybody says. If you <laughs> made like two million a year, you'd live in California. <laughs> yeah, there are parts of California that are pretty cool. Oh, yeah, not live- just pretty cool. Like California is actually really sick, and you can see why people are crowding there because. Like, I remember one day I went and I went surfing in Laguna Beach. I had to, like, speak late. I had to work later that afternoon. So I went for a surfing in the morning in Laguna Beach. And then I drove 30 minutes and I'm, like, in the mountains. And then I drove mm-hmm. 30 more minutes and I was in the desert. And then I spoke and that you got evening. wine country. And, then, and I spoke in the desert in Sonoma. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not Sonoma. What's it? Uh, it's down by, L- no, down by L.A. There's, like, a wine. Um, they're, like, famous for Chardonnay. It's where Chardonnay. I don't know. I wish you guys were like, you should have like a a winery. (laughs) Like in Joe Rogan, they have a a guy that searches these things while he's talking. Oh, yeah. And then we can also just like, uh, he can be like our whipping boy. (laughs) Yell at him for stuff. (laughs) Hey, Google that. Like our Alexa, really. I'm looking it up. Sorry. (laughs) I got to know. We still have, you remember Stan and Haney? Mm Mm-mm. No? Wait, say it again. Stan and what is it, radio? Stan and Haney on the radio. No, I don't remember that. 96K Rock uh, talk show, a local talk show out of Fort Myers. Oh, okay. Is that the one that uh, I got to take a supermodel to prom from? <laughs> no, it wasn't a supermodel either. <laughs> oh, yeah, how are you going to call me? How time distorts oh, yeah, our facts. You did do that. How are you going to call me you? out like that? <laughs> like, why would you do that? I'm sorry. It was, it was, um, 
It was it Miss was Wyoming. A, it was a, a regional supermodel. A real regional. <laughs> <laughs> not, not on a national level. She she didn't have a deal yet from Louis Vuitton. There, there's, uh, there, cool? there's a talk yeah. I give where I'm like, by the way, I want to tell everybody here that I actually took a supermodel to prom. And they're all like, they all laugh. I'm like, what, you don't believe me? And I show a picture and they're like, I was like, yeah, she was a 22-year-old supermodel. Um, and then I talk about like, yeah, one day I was driving and I was listening to Wink 96.9 and they had a radio contest and I won. <laughs> it's like I had no game involved. It was just winning. And it, she wasn't really a supermodel. John, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to hold my tongue. She won Miss Wyoming, though. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, okay. She, she was the runner-up cool. Miss America. I mean, there's like 40. Runner-up like, Miss America. There's yeah. like 40, 40 girls in Wyoming. But I mean, her claim to fame on the, the contest was she was a, an anchor or something, right? She's on the news. Yeah. Not just the full story is like I build it up as if like I had enough game to take a 22-year-old. Like, and hot. then at the end, the big payoff is like that you just won a contest. I won a contest. Like, and I was, and it wasn't even a contest that I had to like give information. I was like the 10th caller. Now, did that moment come What's in that? the limo afterwards where it's like, yeah, it's the whole thing in high school and the prom and you get lucky after prom. And it's like, you're going with this 22 year old girl. She's obviously single or she wouldn't be in the contest. Here you are. You're this 18 year old stud, right? Wasn't th- was there a moment of like, is this going to happen? Okay. I, I'm hesitant <laughs> to tell this story, but I'll tell it. So you asked me that exact same question the day after prom. You said, did you, you said something like, did you guys make out? And I was like, yeah, we made out. And you're like, no, you didn't. I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. I don't, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I did. And, uh, it was like, and I, and I remember saying that to several people and I did not, by the way, God, no. What you oh, see, I thought this <laughs> However, hold on. was going in a completely different oh, way. Can I, can I get, can I get to the climax? Can I get, can I get to the climax of the story, please? Please, please. Okay. Please. When we said goodnight. She gave me a kiss on the cheek. And then the next day, we were listening to the radio all together. You just probably don't remember this because it wasn't as pivotal for you. We were all listening to the radio, and they were, like, talking to her. And they're like, so, Jeannie, you took Trevor to the prom last night. How was it? And she's like, oh, he's great. He's such a nice guy. And they're like, Jeannie, here's the big question that all the listeners want to know. Did you guys kiss in the limo? She goes, yeah, we kissed. And she was talking about the kiss on the cheek, but she didn't specify. She goes, yeah, we kissed. And I was like, see? Good. No, but I and you guys, yeah, I know. But you guys were all like, what? You really did make out with her. No, I didn't. She kissed me on the cheek. However, no, I never I mean, shared that detail till right now. I'll tell you this. I invited her. I invited her to a party afterwards because there was a big college like kegger or high school kegger. And I said, do you go to the party? And she's like, no, I can't. And that's when I knew like <laughs> this night's over. And then I went oh, to that party though. She's just at the job. And I went to that party and I literally watched somebody's head get smashed with a, a full beer bottle. I'll never forget that. <laughs> like I watched some dude standing there in a full like closed beer bottle get broke open on his head yeah that's a charlotte county woods charlotte county woods party <laughs> and i started speaking with a southern accent yep sir <laughs> i remember being at one of those uh parties out in the woods where the those uh country boys used to have these great big bonfire parties out in the woods which were so much fun this big old hole they just dig this great big hole and cover it up and just sit in the back of a pickup truck drinking beers and laughing at people when they fall in the hole <laughs> <laughs> good lord i was once at uh one of those parties i think we were there together and we were doing some things that you probably weren't a good idea 
I'm just going to act them out on the camera because the podcast can't see. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> bad, bad ideas. And so we're at this party, and I remember this one guy stood up on a tailgate, and he like, he's got his shirt off, and he's flexing, and he looks at everybody. And it's just a ton of people standing around a bonfire. It was a country music scene. And he goes, and he goes, I made love with every one of your moms. (laughs) (laughs) And he says this and you know what he's doing, right? What is he doing? Like why? And he was, and he didn't say made love. He was really profane. Right. He's he's looking for a fight. He's He's looking challenging. He wants to fight. And so I'm like looking around, like who's going to take the bait? Cause we're going to get to watch a fight here. (laughs) So I'm looking around and I look back to him and he's looking at me and he's like, you got a problem with this? (laughs) And I, and I just was like, no, no, no. Actually, actually, I think my mom did make love to you. you know, those, guys, those guys, when they want to fight, they, they want to get real. Yeah, they're they seeing, want to get they're looking for blood. Yeah. And yeah, so like later on, I'm like standing out, like kind of away from the party, kind of nervous. And he like comes up to me with his two boys behind me. And he's like, you want to go? I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, sir. No, sir, I don't. And he's like, you know what's funny to think of now as like a thirty-something-year-old man? Punch the guy if, in the if throat. You saw, if you Hit him still, in the throat. If you saw that guy. You saw that guy tomorrow out in the woods. He would look like a child. <laughs> yes, my perspective 30, is everything. Yeah, my thirty-three-year-old like self would just like. No, like, we have man. We have dad strength. Yeah, absolutely. We have man strength. Oh, absolutely. And I've broken up as a high school teacher. You get to break up fights. And it's like one of the cooler things because you are so much stronger. <laughs> no, like it's not cool that they're fighting, but like you can just, you can <laughs> no, put them. Okay. Okay. No, but you can put them in a bear hug and they can't do anything about it because you're like. You're it's stronger. It's dad you, strength. You've yeah. been like picking up kids. your kid. But Matt, you don't have kids, right? No. So no. is John saying you're not as strong as him? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much saying you're I'm not. A rabble I'm not. I'm not as evolutionarily fit. You know, I'm just a, a lone ranger. Matt's you know? pretty jacked. <laughs> but not That's as pretty okay, up. yeah. So anyway, I I like apologize to <laughs> yeah, the kid, okay. and he like mooned me. He's like, "What well, are you gonna do something about this?" <laughs> and I'm standing there, and I'm just like, if I make one wrong move, they're gonna like pummel me. Like they're all gonna like, like like pound me to the dirt. And I was just like, and he like walked away, and I was like, <gasps> you know, when I was a kid, when I was in high school, when I was in college, I had friends like uh, Sam Ashbaugh, good example. Yeah, that just wanna wanted to fight. For fun. Yeah. Yeah. Some guys are like And that. I couldn't fathom it at the time. Yeah. And now I have this pent up aggression inside <laughs> me where I'm like, I would, I would relish that. Like I would welcome it. Not like a really mean, like try and hurt you fight, but just a tussle around on the ground and, yeah. you know, skin your knees kind of fight. But now fight. nobody wants to fight you. But now nobody wants <laughs> no to fight you. I'll tell you what, Sam would fight you in a second if you went out. And yeah. But Sam's like a firefighter. And He's a wild man. Sam yeah. would, would whoop any of us. I think. Yeah, probably. So, you think? All three of us together, Sam. Would, think, yeah. His chest hair would fight us. <laughs> That's good. It is copious. Like, absolutely. A- absolutely. Sam can climb a tree using only his chest hair. <laughs> yeah. He wrestles, um, wrestles bobcats for fun. Yeah. No, yeah. Nobody, nobody, everybody's like, oh, look at that cute dad. Nobody wants to fight you. Nobody, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. No. But I tell you what, the, like, are you ever out like on a date with your wife and you're just like a little bit more like tense because you're just no, like... No, because we live in like the <laughs> ultimate retirement community. And I, and as a matter of 
generality, I don't see anyone that's even my same age. <laughs> so I'm not usually challenged. Hey, you want to fight, kid? I'm pretty much pretty get much off my lawn. Get, all- get off my lawn and put up your dukes. <laughs> yeah. uh, can you put your dentures in first, sir? Please. Well, I'm gonna these, spray these them. Older guys here, they don't want to fight, man. They just want to drink margaritas and chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and tell you about their tell you about their surgery that's coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do miss old people in a way, though. I really do. There's well, like a whole lived here. experience. Yeah, <laughs> they can be charming. Absolutely, they, they no doubt. Yeah. And why? I've honestly grown grown to love them uh, more than I ever did. It's kind of like the gentrification thing. Like when I was younger, like when I lived here after college, and I was just bitter, and I was like, oh, I don't like it. It's just a retirement community. There's old people everywhere. But now, like it's it's actually nice. You know, it's, well, it's well, look, quiet look, and as, pleasant. As the years go by, you realize that you will be one. Yeah, that too. You know what I mean? It's like when you're a kid, it seems like that's forever away. Now, well, you when now else. when you're 33, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna be old in about. Yeah, it's like my tendonitis. It's like this isn't <laughs> getting better. This isn't nope. getting better. Like, no, it's not. All our our bad our our throat problems and our back problems and our knees. <laughs> yeah, you literally go to the not doc- getting better. You go to the doctor and he's literally like, yeah, yeah, you're getting old. Like things are breaking down. So you know what though? Also, the older people are a different generation now. Like the older people when we were kids were like 50s and 40s yeah. older yeah, it's people. The baby boomers now they're like now. 60s and 70s older people who are generally cooler. Like hmm. they're like the Grateful Dead, Pink Floyd. That's interesting. People. Interesting, yeah. They're more they're more laid back. Yeah, can, can I can I have a word on that though? Yeah, sure. Can, can I say something? I just, take, I I've, take I've, the floor. That that generation loves to talk about how kids these days are the trophy kids, and they just mm. everybody gets a trophy. They're all wimps. They don't have any freedom. And yet, every time you walk on their property, they tell your kids to get off of it. You know what I mean? Or like, they're like, oh, those kids shouldn't be out there by themselves. Like, they're the ones that are like keeping everybody's like... Yeah, but they're just terrified of getting sued. You're, and I said the same thing to a friend. And he's like, because they don't want to get sued. I'm like, 100%. yeah, but who's the one doing the suing? I don't think millennials are the ones suing malpractice suits. And no, stuff. they're suing each other. Yeah. But like, we were hiking through the woods the other day. And we were in the straight up woods. But we could see a house way off. And like some dude starts yelling from his deck. He's like, hey, excuse me. I'd appreciate it if you could get off my lawn or my, my woods, get off my woods. And we were like, oh, are, are these your woods? Because like there's like falling down trees. He's not. He's like, well, you know, you know funny. he's like, the main reason I'm saying this is there's like a there's a branch that's going to break. And I just don't want anybody getting hurt. Oh, my God. Like, I, I can't <laughs> take this. That's a, that's an Ameri- that's a uniquely American thing. Yeah, this fear of, of suing. Sue each happy, other very... sue happy environment. Yeah, yeah, and that's a very Florida American thing too. Like, I don't you I don't encounter as much law. grumpiness. Yeah. I forget where it is. It's Sweden or Switzerland or something. Where it's actually, uh, I think people have the right to go and walk around and camp on woods. Like if there's no buildings there, like, huh. even if it's someone's property. Like you like have a right to go and that the public up, collectively owns right, the woods. Exactly. That, that's too right. much though. Like, <laughs> yeah, because then you gotta have a bunch of hippies parking on your lawn. Yeah, well, and you just want a sense of liberty. Like I bought my woods. I want but they're mine. I, and, and so I want to be able to. T- but I have a treehouse, and I've made a rope swing out in the woods, and I, I took cut down a bunch of trees and made balance beams. It's like a utopia for little kids to go. Sweet. And like, if I see a kid on it, I'm not telling him to get off. And yeah, he could get hurt. But like, I'm kind of banking on like. 
I wouldn't get sued if their kid broke their no, arm. There, no, you got, also, you got a little you certain amount of range. You got to put a yeah. little bit of goodness into the world too. Yeah, you yeah. know, you, yeah. at, at risk. You know, you just have to. So, so if you protect your, if you protect kids from all sense of risk, then eventually when the risk comes, they're not going to be they're ready. Not they're for ready for it. it. Sort of in the same way as if you never let yourself get sick, then the measliest cold can put you on your butt. I know, so. and I'm thinking about that because we haven't had a sniffle since february like we have just i mean because we're not you know you're not around anybody yeah. and i'm like my kids are going back to school pretty soon and they're going to be bringing everything home oh yeah and our immune mm. systems are going to be weak yeah it's going to be mm. tough for a little while everybody's mm. going to get beat up pretty good and every mm. time you cough you're going to be like do i have it do i have the vid? Be a lot of diarrhea yeah exactly like yeah like china a lot of diarrhea like a chinese alley <laughs> no you guys you dude like I said, after the Chinese alley, nothing. I am afraid of nothing anymore. Yeah, I have conquered. I have conquered the fear of, of everything. Like Genghis Khan, you have ridden, <laughs> you have ridden to the worst <laughs> locales and conquered them. Yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much. But yeah, so I mean, are you worried about that at all, Trevor? Not really sending your kids back to school. Yeah, I mean, of course it's in your mind because like I don't want them coming. I'm not worried about them getting sick because there's a 99.964% chance that it wouldn't do anything to them. It's a lot higher than that. Yeah, even like even lower. Exactly. And that goes for healthy 30-year-olds. That actually mostly goes for healthy 60-something-year-olds. Like if you're Mm. healthy, it really doesn't matter for you that much. But Mm. there's a few cases that freak everybody out. Um, But I do have in-laws that I want to be able to see my kids. And it's like, if they get it and then they go and get my in-laws sick and you know what I mean? Like, that's what worries me. That's the thing. So, that's where we're all so at. would you say you're, you're on the side of starting up school again? Mm, I, I mean, I don't, talk, I don't promote it publicly, at least to my audience about yeah. that because I don't, I don't want to, I just, it's too you political be careful. for the love of yeah, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straight up. I hear you. Well, cause I hear you. everything is right. political now. Everything. Right. You can't speak and, your mind about anything. And, but here's the problem because you can't speak your mind. You can't talk about practical solutions either because you can't, yeah. because I couldn't go out and be like, yeah, I think we should most teachers, unless you're immunocompromised should go back to work because you can't say that. Now I can't say, but we should probably have some, like some funding to make sure On they're the safe. Other hand, yeah. On the other hand, I also believe that there may be a benefit to somebody who has the gumption to go out and say what they think at this point when everybody is just shit scared to speak about anything. Mm. Yeah, but what if you pay your mortgage with right. with that like right. with with that 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 that's platform? Yeah. I mean, that's my platform. You know what I mean? Like that and and so to me it's like I'm not going to be dishonest. And say like, oh no, we should all go back to like no school. Let's stay virtual forever, which is a ludicrous thought. However, I'm yeah. not going to say that, but I'm also not going to go and be like, teachers should go back to school. Instead, I think I my th- words are to everybody is like, can we have some discussion? You know what I mean? Can yeah. we talk about it? Can we let teachers you know talk? It's like, it's and like parents? the Michael Jordan thing where they wanted him to endorse a, a Republicans buy Democratic sneakers too. Candidate. Right, Republicans buy sneakers too. And, and At the to, end of the day, you gotta you gotta support your family. Yeah, but everything so political is like we can't instead be like, hey, what if we had a system where we stagger how many kids go back? What if we pull the neighborhoods and found out who are neighbors and are together anyway, and we make them go in groups together? Like, you know what I mean? Like our best Good friends. Idea. What? But but you I can't say. But you can't say any of that stuff because that means you're supporting one side. And no, you could say that. You can, yeah. but you, you. I mean, it's just like anything. Everything is just so loud that it's well, hard I know to be heard. I know, well, especially you, you, you have a, a megaphone. 
So you yeah. got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. But I think that discussion, you're right, for sure. It's just, it, I'm sure you're hearing this from left and right from all, all around the teachers, but they just sort of feel bullied into it, like without any kind of like input from their side. But Which is the again, status quo for teachers. Like usually right. decisions I mean, that impact their lives greatly, even though they're college educated, like ex professionals, very rarely have any say in what their world looks like. They just are sure, the administrators sure. of it. And so I feel like this Par is for like, the course. Then. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's hitting a tipping point, but it's hitting at a tipping point at the bad time because we don't have time for this crap. And the, you know, they're, I, if you've ever been to a school lately, they're germ factories. You've got these little kids like just, oh, yeah. they just lick, they lick crap and they sneeze in your face. And like, you know, when I was a high school teacher, I was sick all the time because kids are just like, they cough on their hand and they touch the door. I mean, John, it'd be your worst nightmare. Like, right. yeah, and, I mean, and then you're supposed to, you're supposed to happily go back into that, you know, and I'm saying, field. look, the number one fear here is like the teachers might even be scared. They're going to get the virus themselves. Most people are scared to get the virus. Because they're scared to spread the virus. Right. They know that they know they might survive, but now they they don't know am I spreading it to an older person who might get sick? Uh, grandma, grandpa. And the, other, uh. the other fact is that they're pretty close to this being over. They're supposed to have a vaccine at, by the end of the year. Mm. You know what I mean? You're well, talking about another three months. Boy, that's going to go over well. I'm sure. Oh, people, that's a whole pe other set. People of are going to take that willingly. Yeah. Well, they might make it mandatory for kids going back to school. Yeah, and I'm sure that's going to go. Over yeah, well. I'm sure that's going to go going. great. People can't even Gosh. wear a paper mask. What are they going to do? And like they're told you have to be injected with a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I, it's it's such a difficult issue, but it doesn't have to be this difficult. That's what my problem is. That's the problem with like 2020 and social media is like yeah. some things that don't have to be difficult are all of a sudden the most difficult thing in the world. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this mask issue. Like, listen, if I wear a mask, and I'm not even endorsing masks because I think like there's limitations, but when I wear a mask, even those cheap paper ones that you can hardly feel, I can blow, you can't even blow out a candle with it. It stops airflow, right? Like I can't, yeah. like when I put my hand in front and I blow, you can't even feel the air. Yeah, the and, Bill Nye example. Yeah, and I tried yeah. it. It works. So I'm like, okay, it clearly does something. Maybe not everything, but it does something. And I know the CDC said not to wear it, then to wear it. And so people are pissed about that, but it does something. And most people are on board for it. How hard is it just to like be like, you know what? This is a weird time. Let's just go with it and like we'll be done after the election season. You know what I mean? Like like do we have to but fight you know, about You got people everything? who are so far on the limb of of personal liberty. I know. That they'll stand on any mountain and defend it. But they yeah, that's what, when you get to the point when you get to the point where uh, you have especially in the midst of a president this had to happen during a presidential election. Well, especially the most divisive like, dude like some dude that just loves to piss everybody off like Exactly. That's that's heightened it even more. So great. Now we have like these foaming at the mouth angry po <laughs> uh, po political people in the midst of a controversial event in human history. It's just a perfect storm of of Crap. Do you think that uh, the political climate in America had anything to do with this thing being unleashed in the first place at all? Or is that totally crazy? I don't go down that rabbit hole. I say, no, it's it's totally crazy. And I think that for something to be engineered... And remember, this is a global by, thing. By this is a this or is, by whomever? This is, this is a can global I, can I, virus. I, I'm not going to give details because it, it's, it's confidential. But I talked to somebody, and I know you're going to be like... It's not that far separation. I have a very good friend who knows somebody that lives in a very big city. And he has a staff member who he just hired recently who before he worked for him, he worked for the Wuhan lab 
on the peninsula. And he Ooh. says, without a doubt, this was manufactured. Ooh. And that's almost pr- that's, agree with that's that. almost primary source information. Not yeah, but wait, wait, wait. Now, now, wait a second. Manufactured. I can and, totally and so what he with. said. Manufactured, but released as a weapon on purpose? He said. Or spilled out by mistake? Against the president who has been the most anti-China president possibly in the history of the United States. It's in States. the realm of possibility. Yeah. No, well, what he said, he said they're protocols were ridiculous so it's very possible it walked out with somebody that didn't wash their hands properly right he said but they were making this to release it like that you know i mean that's why they did chemical like warfare manufacturing biological warfare like it wasn't being made because like there might be i mean this is at a a time when we were literally in economic trade war war, yeah and so he said it's also tensions have been rising very steadily since this virus has has been coming out well and it's like do we really think that like i mean well that's, that's a hot take, but yeah, never mind. I'm going to back up a little bit on, on China's <laughs> intentions. But he's, he, he made the point, it's very possible China would have done that like and disrupted you the world, the global economy. I, consider it. I, told, I told John this in one of our podcasts that, remember, the Chinese Communist Party has one really major purpose, and that is to preserve the Chinese Communist Party. They're, they will destroy their own people. They will destroy the earth. They will destroy the environment. They if don't care it means about preserving the party. It was pretty convenient they got Hong Kong back in the process. Which, to me, that's when I started to go, wow. When that, that literally, that, that news headline, when they took over and now are, are imprisoning Hong Kong people for slight, like regular mainlanders. Yeah, things are actually getting quite scary out there in China, I'd say. I know. You know, so this is a pretty real thing. It's a crazy thing. Although, you know what's funny is I was I was texting with somebody down in Texas that's I'm going to be going speaking for them in a little bit and uh you know, she sent me some kind of message like, "Do you think this is the end times?" is what she asked me. Jesus Christ, God. <laughs> and I responded, "I bet you if you lived in Europe during World War II, you would think you 20 You'd think 2020 is a little piece of cake. Like good, lo- you know what I mean? Like if you oh, live, yeah, yeah valid point. I mean, 60, bomb in London. Sixty million people died. Like yeah, if you yeah. lived in Mao China in the sixties, do you think that this is the end times when like that's I have to watch Netflix? Hard. That's what's yeah. kind of hard when you see people absolutely freaking out about this and losing their minds. It's like mm. we should keep this in perspective. I know, and you're not. Nobody wants to hear that because they're like, "Yeah, easy for you to say you didn't lose your aunt to it." And I'm like, "Yep, I respect that." However. Let's not lose sight of the fact that like that you're also causing harm to people. Yeah. Yeah, it just it just showed you how fragile the American psyche is. I mean, and, it didn't and that's really take much, didn't take didn't take much to throw us in a tizzy here, you know. And you know, I mean, at the, virus, we were ripe for it. But yeah. you know what, at the beginning of this whole crisis, I was saying like, gosh, I really hope this is the catalyst moment that brings this people back together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it isn't though. It's the opposite. <laughs> it's the to. opposite. Do you like, know how ugly this is going to be in November when the election happens? <sighs> I guarantee you Trump is going to narrowly lose the election and fight it. And it's going to be another oh. one of these civil cor- uh, Supreme Court battles. Oh. It's going to be another one of these House of Representatives Senate battles. It's going to get ugly. There's going to be gonna more be riots. People marching in the street with right. guns. It, it's going to be awful. It's going to so, be uh, awful. Yeah. Uh, what a, it's, a, it's a lovely day in the neighborhood, I think. All uh, I want to do is take my kid to Frozen on Ice. That's all I want to do. <laughs> can, can, can I we just get Frozen on Ice back? Yeah. Like... That's all I want to do. You know what my other hobby is? I love chainsawing. I love going out in the woods Ooh. and chopping down Ooh. dead trees with a chainsaw. And it's like you know who you know who does that as a hobby uh, is um, 
Paul McCartney. Uh, does he? Paul McCartney's hobby is he has all this land in, I don't know, Yorkshire or wherever he lives. And he just cuts himself trails through the woods with a chainsaw. And you know who does that for a living? Sam Chesthair Ashbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, well, guys, uh, this was really fun. Not to cut you short, yeah, but I have to go. thank you for coming on. Yep. It's um, been real, man. It's thanks real for joining fun. us, Trev. I want to say, yeah, really cool what you've been doing out there. Keep up the good work. Keep uh, motivating those educators out there. Yep. It's uh it's a central pillar of our society and uh, shall continue to be. Yeah. If you get yourself locked on your front doorstep, just give us a call. We'll try <laughs> and keep you warm. Yep. And maybe when this whole thing is down, we can uh, meet up in person and do this again. Oh, please. Perfect. We still have that Appalachian Trail. We got to hike. Oh, I know. And John, I was supposed to see you in Fort Myers in May or April or whatever it was. It'll happen. Let's just let this we'll all We'll make it down. happen. They're going to reschedule, so we'll be down there again. Let's, let's do right. that. Fellas. Well, everyone... Uh, and John, by the this way, this has been another. Ah, shoot! What? Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. It's not a perfect science. I just, I just, I, I wanted to use like this public platform to forgive you for not sharing the food, for the soup. Yeah, for the soup. We went camping, and you didn't share the soup, and and I know you've been carrying that, and I just want you to know I forgive you. I'm, I'm done holding on. I try to, I try to love, gotta love Trevor, clearing his conscience. When people remind you of horrible things you've done. Yeah, look at this, the confessional. I mean, I now it. we have to get into this. You know that. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just can't saying. Just say that. Like when we drank for the first time in our whole lives, I woke up the next day wanting to just to perish. And and I forgot <laughs> okay. to pack food, and you had two soups. We were camping up up the Peace River. He had two Campbell soups. And I had one I, Campbell soup. No, you had two. And he ate his one. I was like, "Hey, can I have your extra?" And he's like, "Well, I'm probably gonna eat it when I get home later." <laughs> and and uh, I just want you to so know, mad. I just you were so mad at me. So yeah, I mean, don't get trapped in a survival situation with you know, John. We know his priorities. When you're a kid, you can have so much fun so easily. Somehow we that we had a road flare. Yeah. And we peed. And we were just out in the woods, first time having a couple beers. I don't know if we were doing handstand. You grabbed the hot lantern. <laughs> you know what I remember about those days camping up the Peace River? Yeah. You'd be laying in the tent at night and you would click your flashlight on and the whole ceiling of the tent would just be black with mosquitoes <laughs> and you would just be like there's i have i have to sleep in here <laughs> gotta love florida and <laughs> then you were always out. worried are they going to descend on me and eat me to the bone and they always did <laughs> like a they, are they just going to chainsaw around my body like a looney tunes <laughs> like sam ashball all right i'm gonna go back and check that novel because i i think that cow got eaten to the bone I, I, that's how i recall it. i just read it to my son they have a kid's version so Oh, well, of course, in the kids' version, there's not going to get eaten to the bone. And I read it two times as an adult because it's my favorite piece of literature ever. So He, he doesn't let go of things easy, Trevor, so well, he's going to have to... And neither do I, and that's why, that's why I'm not mad about the soup anymore, man. I'm, I'm totally over it. I know it was a dick move 17 years ago. It was, it was... You know, a good can of chunky soup doesn't come around too often. <laughs> Especially it's your favorite brand. It's not like when you're 15, Dude, you you're just hung go, to, go to drive to Publix. You're and get your hung own. over, buddy. The next morning, good lord, John. Good I, lord. As, as I recall, it, as I recall it, it was my only can, and I did actually want to eat it later. Well, and as I recall noted. it, years later, I like I was still mad, I guess. And you were like, "Hey, do you know why I didn't give you the soup?" And I was like, "Why?" And you were like, 
Because you guys were being dicks, and you deserved and they, it. They, Trevor and Paul would gang up on me so hard when we would go camping up river. And I remember when you said that, I was like, yeah, never. I get it. Okay. That's no, true. Okay. I was like, if, if, they got, if they had a podcast and they had a guy who was like the fact checker, I was the fact checker. I was the I was the whipping boy, but it's okay. You worked your way into it made alpha. Made me stronger. It galvanized my personality. And now, ASMR. <laughs> they had they would gang up on me to the point where we would be at the boat. We'd be in the boat. We'd be far up river at the navigator somewhere. We'd say, "I wonder how long it's going to take on the boat to get from the navigator to our campsite." And uh, Trevor would say 23 minutes, and Paul would say 37 uh, minutes, and I would say 14 minutes. <laughs> and we would get in the boat, and we'd drive the boat until <laughs> the campsite was visible, and it was like 13 minutes. And they would stop the boat and float in the middle of the river for 20 minutes so that I would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, man, those are great stories. I love willpower. I don't blame him, though. I mean, I was the kid who couldn't get over the fence when running away, you know? <laughs> you moved into alphahood in college, though. I, I, I became... You, you, I was a late bloomer. Yeah, but then you, and you, you, you rose into your own, and you were, like, leading cool bands, and you were the first one to get, like, a real job. I don't know. I think it was because you guys We looked, had we looked up to you in that. Yeah, brothers. I was always an only child, so I was sort of, like, coddled until, <laughs> until I was on my own, and then I was forced to, like, become tough. <laughs> yeah yeah you you carved your way you carved your way and here you are now G- good life well well we we miss you trev yeah we miss you guys you. too we got to see more of you. i know yep let's do this again we could either do it good on a podcast up. or just zoom and hang out sometime that's kind of yeah absolutely sounds good yeah we'll have a porch session all right i like it cool all right, well thanks everybody uh this has been real it's been a been uh fun and uh we'll see you next time take it easy Thank you for listening to the Aging Millennials Podcast.